It is a privilege to be back with you this morning. But let us go straight to the word of God, because my words are no better than any other man's words, and the words of the Lord are everything to us. Turn in your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter 21. Our theme for this first service this morning is serious. We should be sober about it. I'll be asking for some men to pray at the end of this service in a little while from now for this matter that I'm going to lay on you from the Word of God today. Let me use this to set the stage. Matthew chapter 21 is the second cleansing of the temple by the Lord Jesus Christ. He did it twice. Once at the beginning of his ministry, that's recorded in John 2. He did it again at the end of his ministry about three years later, recorded in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Matthew chapter 21, Jesus has made himself a scourge and has driven the money changers out of the temple. And this is what he said to them, Matthew 21, 13. And said unto them, it is written, my house shall be called the house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of thieves. I want you to note in this verse right here that Jesus called the temple in Jerusalem, the church in Jerusalem, the building where his church worshipped, my house. My house shall be called the house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of thieves. And that is true from the Old Testament scripture that the temple was God's house of prayer. Then turn over to Matthew chapter 23. Just a few days or weeks later, Jesus Christ had this to say to the Jews. As he ended his ministry among them, he said this, Matthew chapter 23 and verse 38. Matthew 23, 38, behold, your house is left unto you desolate. In a few days, in a few weeks, it changed from my house to your house. I have left your house desolate because God had withdrawn his presence from that house. It was no longer his house. It was Herod's house. It was Israel's house. It was the Jews' house, but it wasn't God's house because it was lacking the most important feature, the presence of God. Then turn over to Matthew chapter 27. Matthew chapter 27, and let's remember what happened when Jesus cried, it is finished on the cross. Matthew 27 and verse 51, and behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake and the rocks rent. In the temple was a huge veil, four inches thick, 60 feet high, enormous weight, enormous effort to get it into place, but it was torn from the top to the bottom by God, opening up his presence to men through Jesus Christ, his son. So we see in Matthew 21, my house, Jesus called it. Matthew 23, your house, because God had left it. Matthew 27, the veil is rent. But for 40 years, the Jews continued to worship in a place, in a church building, that wasn't God's house. What'd they do with the veil? They sewed that thing right back up. 
they put another veil in its place. And they worshiped for 40 years. They went in with God's priests, God's word, God's sacrifices of the Old Testament, but the most important trait was not there. The most important feature was missing. God wasn't there. Most churches today are doing God stuff, religious stuff, on a Sunday, and God isn't near their place of worship. It doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter what they believe. God's made a choice whether he's going to be with them or not. And we want to assess ourselves often as a church, as families, as couples, and as individuals, is God with me? Is God walking with me? Or am I going through the motions of religion? The Jews went ahead and went through the motions. And Jesus Christ came with the Roman armies in 70 AD, 40 years after this statement in Matthew 27, and leveled that church to the ground. So we have to humble ourselves before God and beg him not to take his candlestick out of this church, which is his presence. The candlestick is not some obscure, mysterious piece of furniture that we don't know what it represents. It is his presence because there were four flames before the throne of God, seven flames before the throne of God, seven lamps, and those seven lamps represented the seven spirits of God. Now we know there's only one Holy Spirit, but the Bible wants him represented in Revelation as seven spirits because John and Jesus were dealing with seven churches. And remember from our study of the attributes of God, our God is divisible. And so the Holy Spirit was divisible to those seven churches representing all churches. We want to beg God to keep his candlestick here, to leave it here and not take it away. We want to pray like David in Psalm 51 and verse 11, take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Because if he leaves, he can leave in a way that you or I will not know it initially. He left Samson, and Samson wist not that the Lord was not with him. And he said, I'll go out like other times. Oh, no, he wouldn't because God had left him. May the Lord bless us in this first service today to reflect on what the presence of God means, the danger of losing it, how to retain it. And that'll be enough for us this morning. The importance of God's presence, the danger of losing God's presence, and the rules to retain God's presence. Let us pray. Holy Father in heaven, blessed God, there is no God beside thee, and there is no God we desire beside thee. There is nothing in heaven or earth, O Lord, that we desire beside thee. Thou art our portion forever. Do not take thy Holy Spirit from us. Do not take thy candlestick from us. O Lord, let us not be like the church of Ephesus, started, built, established, strengthened by the Apostle Paul, written by the Apostle Paul with one of his epistles, and yet shortly thereafter, unknown to all historians in the city of Ephesus, 
Heavenly Father, have mercy upon us and forgive us our sins. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We repent of our loss of first love. We repent of our lukewarmness. We repent of our carnality. We repent of our sins. And we pray that you would stay with us. For, O oh Lord, if you do not go with us, we do not want to go one inch on our own. Right. O oh Lord, have mercy upon us and forgive us and bless us with your presence. Heavenly Father, if you are with us and revealing your glory to us and showing your glory through us, we serve the greatest privileged position in the universe to be your children and to show you in this world. Have mercy upon us, Heavenly Father. We thank thee for the Lord Jesus Christ who cleansed your house of prayer because the Jews had made it a den of thieves. We thank thee for the Lord Jesus Christ who declared that you had left that house. We thank thee for the Lord Jesus Christ who opened up the way into thy holy presence. And we come today boldly into thy presence to obtain help and grace in our time of need. Lord, we are weak. We are foolish. We still have sin reigning in our members. We pray that you'll have mercy upon us. We pray that you will bless all your servants in every place. Heavenly Father, they may have error. We do not care because we leave them in your hands. Since we do not know them, we will reach out and help as many as we can. But Lord, we pray that you will show them your truth, that you will strengthen them in their inner men, that you will provide them a gift of the Holy Ghost today, a special one, that they will be bold to preach your word, that you will open the word of God to them, that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified. And what we pray for ourselves, we pray for them, that you would grant them your Holy Spirit and not take your candlestick from them. Heavenly Father, we tremble. We tremble before thee. If you were to take your candlestick away and leave us deceived that we have something special when we have nothing, because without thee we have nothing, we pray for you to have mercy and stay with us and help us and turn us unto thee more perfectly and be our God, and let us be thy people, and dwell with us, and let this be thy house. O Lord, not the physical surroundings, but this body of believers, that you might take these living stones and build them into a house fit for thy presence. We thank thee for America and our privilege to live here, and we pray that we will use our peace, our freedom, the prosperity, and the protection to serve thee more diligently and faithfully, as we should. We thank thee for thy mercy toward us, that so many of us are here today. We pray for those that are sick and are unable to be here today, and we pray that you would be with them by your spirit and by your word as well. We thank thee for thy merciful providence in every part of our lives. Your kindness and care is evident and visible to us as your children. We thank thee for the work of grace in our hearts, that lets us know we are your children, and we thank thee for it. O oh Lord, be with us now. Accept our worship. Hear our singing. See our affection and devotion to thee. For we pray in the name which is above every name, 
the name of thy only begotten and beloved Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.